0: You are listening to Australia's tax news podcast, Tax Talks, the podcast for Australian tax professionals.
1: Welcome to episode 25 of Tax Talks. This is Heide Robson. Most of us will have had some clients last year with pension balances in excess of 1.6 million When we partially commuted these balances back to accumulation to get down to 1.6 million, did we provide financial advice? Do we need an AFSL, an Australian Financial Services Licence, to do this partial commutation? I asked David Moss of Merritt Wells in Sydney for advice on this issue. Here's his answer.
0: The starting point for this whole story really is what did accountants used to do, what do they need to do now, do they really need to change or not, uh, and why. In the past, with any change of legislation like we're going for at the moment, they, we would have just read the laws, worked out what had to be done, do the extra paperwork, put it in a uh, in a file, and at the end of the year, given it to the client, said just sign here and move forward, and everything's taken care of. The client doesn't necessarily understand in detail what's occurred, but we as accountants know that we've ticked all the boxes for them and given them the best outcome. Then we've got uh, the added complication nowadays of one being the ATO pushing towards uh, more instantaneous completion of information and uploading of information so where we've got these, uh, say reports for the, the transfer balance cap and things like that, where we're going, we're being asked to report within a matter of a quarter plus 28 days when someone starts a pension or cancels a pension. And that means that we're not, we can't wait until the client brings us the information at the end of the year and then we do all the documentation and, and give it to them to sign. It's got to be done pretty much as soon as the client makes a change. And then we've got the other added uh, complication there being with financial advice, with laws changing around uh, corporations' law, saying we, we can't just help someone set up a fund, uh, we can't just help them commute a pension unless we get licensed first and unless we go and do these statements of advice. And then the, the, the step there really being that as soon as we think the client needs to make a change – As soon as we think we should be telling them about commuting a pension or cancelling a pension, that's the point when we're meant to do the statement of advice and give them these additional documents. We're going from an age where we would, as accountants, look backwards, look at what occurred last year, pull it all together, do documentation, and say it's all effective 30 June last year, and give it to the client to sign, and we move on, to the new age now where the law itself, and also the regulators, are pushing us to to look forward and say to the client: before you act, we need to talk, and we need to give you these documents, and we need to get you to sign them before you act, or at worst case, just after you've acted. And that's across the industry, um, but that's that's the that's the starting point for the whole story we're going to go through today problem accountants have got is accountants know all this information. They've got to do the minutes and request the trustees for clients covering this. If the client comes to you and says, "I want to do this," no problem. You can go ahead and create all the documentation to put this stuff in place to cancel pensions, start pensions, change from a trust to an account-based pension. The problem you've got is if you look at a client situation and say, I think you should, you'd should," you be better off cancelling a TRIS and starting an account-based pension. Um, historically, accountants have just done that off the cuff. We've always done it. We've done it for decades now, but we need to be licensed to do it. And But that's where we sit. We've got a license that allows people to do it because uh, how the legislation works, it's not... It's like when we come back to the ATO. They've got tax legislation to deal with. They've got superannuation legislation to deal with. And then ASIC's got corporations law to deal with, and corporations law says if someone says that uh, tells influences someone to cancel a pension or to start a pension, that's financial advice. They need to be on a licence, which ASIC regulates, and they need to provide uh, two documents um, in order to, to comply with the legislation. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole separate part of legislation. But again, it's it's just like a food third tier now, uh, it's always been there, just never really affected accountants too much, it's just we are going to deal with tax legislation, we've got to deal with CIS legislation, superannuation law legislation, and we got to deal with corporations law, and CIS legislation means that we're going to have to do minutes and, and request the trustees and do that properly to change pensions, tax legislation means sometimes we've got to do elections to go with that, uh, and formalise some documents, like if you're telling someone to take a pension payment as a lump sum, treat it as a lump sum you need to do an election and tax law requires that. And then corporations law requires that you be licensed when you're doing that and you give your client another document called a financial services guide and you give them another document called a statement of advice. Um, it's just a, another layer of paperwork we've all got to deal with. And part of that layer is you need to be on a license. And that's what we've got. We're just, we've got one of those licenses and we just happen to be the one that everyone seems to be joining.
1: Is it mainly accountants who bring you into the interaction with their clients?
0: Well, Merit Wealth is, is, has a licence. It allows accountants to join the licence, which then allows the accountants to do everything we've talked about. So Merit Wealth basically empowers you and lets you do everything that you want to do. If you're not on a licence, you can't tell someone to cancel a pension or start a pension. Merit Wealth doesn't... We don't, we don't start the pension or, or tell your client this stuff. We just give you the authorization to do it. We monitor you on behalf of ASIC. Our oh, job is to, is to make sure that you know what you're talking about. Um, make sure that you're, you've got your reputable. And then on ASIC's behalf, really make sure that you're doing the right thing. And for, on your behalf, to, to try and simplify it and, and make your life as easy as possible. Make it so that you're doing what ASIC wants without doing a hundred other things, which you don't really need to do. Just because you hear people saying you need to do 70 page advice documents doesn't mean you need to. ASIC wants a five page advice document. Mm -hmm. So our job is just to take and make ASIC happy and make an accountant happy.
1: The accountants keep their own brand. They, they keep their practice. They join you. They receive training from you and then they also can give financial advice under your, under the umbrella of your license.
0: It's, it's like accountants, like we, as, as accountants, we all join an accounting body. So that, um, well, not we don't not all of us, but the majority of us join an accounting body, so that we can get PD and materials, and um, usually we join an account, account accounting body, so that we can get a, a tax agent, um, uh, tax practitioner board registration. So we don't have to join an accounting body, but it makes our life easier to to do that. Versus we're giving advice on super. I guess we fill the spot of that accounting body. But you have to join. You don't have a choice. You have to join a licence if you want to talk about SMSF and super. You don't have to join an accounting body if you want to talk about accounting. Uh, Just like, I guess, if you want to talk about tax, you have to be a member of the Tax Practitioner Board if you want to talk about tax, and you have to be a member of a licence if you want to talk about um, starting
1: starting and stopping stopping pensions. Mm
0: -hmm. At at the moment, everyone's dealing with more the technical how this work. What's the problems? How do I address it? The next part then is the paperwork, and the paperwork's a pretty big deal. We didn't really talk about see when if they want to cancel a pension and start a new pension. They've got the standard setup is you do a uh, a request from the member to the super fund. The super fund then writes back saying yes, we agree. The trustee. Yes, and also the trustee does a set of minutes saying we've accepted it. Now, when when do they need to be dated? Uh, they've got to be dated before the change occurs, but historically accountants have just done everything at the end of financial year, it yeah, doesn't they work do. anymore. It's got to be done ahead of time. Uh, problem with T-bar reporting, all that stuff is going to be required to be done within 30 days at the end of the quarter. So if someone, if a client does something, 28 or 28 days at the end of the quarter, yes, yeah, sorry, um, so if the client um, uh, would have got the best outcome having this applied from 1st of October but we didn't know about it until July the next year, bad luck, they miss out on that opportunity. Um, and so it's about staying on top of the information and, and knowing where the client's at and doing all the documentation up front. But it's also about can you get caught for doing the documentation? And if you're back-dating, licensed... Backdating
1: the or documentation? Doing it at or all. Not, or doing it at oh, all. Okay. Um, So if you don't do it, can you get caught if you don't Well,
0: even if you do do it, if you tell someone to cancel a pension and start a new pension, what have you done? Generally, you've done some documents saying we have partially commuted or fully commuted a pension. Can you tell a client to do that? Not unless you're licensed. If ASIC calls up that client and says, we've got a piece of paper here that says you partially commuted a superannuation pension, would you like to explain that to me? The client's not even going to be able to open their mouths. The client doesn't know what the word partially commuted means. They've never heard the word commute in their lives. It's not like in the past where it was about making a contribution in the super and they'd say, yep, yep, I made a contribution, I know what I'm doing, Or, or I started a pension, I understand that. It's not going to be hard for ASIC to catch people out on this one just because of the terminology. Commutation is not a word any of us have used with our clients historically. And, but it's going to be all over our documents. All the paperwork that says we're changing this stuff, we'll talk about partial or full commutations. Um, and that's what ASIC will pick up and be looking at, and that's what they'll quote. And if the client sounds like they've got no idea, ASIC will just say, oh, who helped you with this? Who put this documentation together? Are they licensed? So in the past, the clients, it was it was less, the wording was less complicated it's more just really kind of bad luck. Clients grew up knowing about superannuation pensions. Why you start a pension? Because I'd save tax. Why did you commute your pension? Don't know what that word means. Why did you contribute five hundred and forty to save tax? Like,
1: what about if uh, an accountant commutes partially commutes a pension back to accumulation to comply with the uh, transfer balance cap of one point six million? Would that require a license?
0: Problem there is that the law does not require that you commute their pension back to 1.6. The oh, law right. says if you don't commute it back to 1.6, we'll penalise you. So there's two arguments here. One argument is that it's tax advice. Telling someone to commute their pension back to 1.6 means they're not going to get penalised by the tax office, so it's just to save tax. I don't have to be licensed to do that. I'm just giving tax advice. The other argument is you're telling someone to change a pension the law didn't force you to do that. The law doesn't force them to do that. It just hurts them if they don't. Um, and if you're proactively telling them to, you're influencing them. That's financial advice. You're not allowed to do it. ASIC's view seems to be if you tell someone to commute a pension, it's financial advice. You need to be licensed. The accounting bodies, well, they haven't been too vocal about this, but it seems to be the view they're taking is it's tax advice. What does it mean for every accountant out there? They're in limbo. If they're licensed, they're fine. If they're not licensed, well, they don't really know. And it just depends on is the regulator going to attack that area. No. It's kind of too late now. 30 June, 17's gone past. Um,
1: all the pensions have, are commuted. That's
0: right. Accountants have done all the work. Now, if they weren't licensed when they did the work, if ASIC comes in and asks the questions and pushes them, well, they've got nowhere to hide. The work's been done. The client doesn't know what partial commutation means. And um, the accountants court is the is ASIC likely to do that? Probably less likely. Um, but there's nothing you can really do about that stuff at this point.
1: Because every accountant that isn't licensed would be partially commuting pensions back to accumulation. Many
0: of them, the majority of them. Um, look, m- many superannuation funds have less than one point six million bucks. So that the number, there's plenty of firms where they've got no $1.6 million pensions. There's plenty of firms where they've only got one or two. And those one or two people who have those $1.6 pensions are are very well versed in superannuation law. They stay on top of everything. They knew that they had to commute their pension. And saying that, then there's other firms where they've got clients with $2 million in super and those clients really don't understand super. And they're just doing exactly what they've been told to do. So it really depends. Plenty of firms don't have a risk. Plenty of firms haven't commuted pensions or haven't told someone to do it. Uh, Their clients have been proactive and have have said, I understand what needs to be done, just do me the paperwork. But then you've also got plenty of firms out there where they've got many, many SMSFs and they've always taken control of those self-managed funds, random... um, the administration for the client done all the best things they could to achieve the best outcome for the client. And they, they just don't realize that they are getting themselves in trouble by doing that. They're putting themselves at risk. And it's just the same old story, really. Um, it's always great to help the client, but if the client gets a penalty or something goes wrong, uh, and it's either you pay that penalty or they pay that penalty, they're not gonna, they're not gonna care that you try to put your neck out and do the right thing by them. Uh maybe it's not for they won't care, they won't understand. If you said I partially commuted your pension to try and help you, they're gonna have no idea what you just said. Just gobbledygook. All they know is the ATOs come in or ASICs come in asking them questions and scaring them, and you're using this language they don't understand, and they're being told by the regulator your accountant shouldn't have done this. Uh and so it's there's not a not a big upside here for accountants to um put their necks out for their clients. In this particular space. So that that was a quick overview of where we sit um, in the, in the world of paperwork. Realistically, with SMSF pensions and cancelling pensions, partial commutations, where we've got uh, gone from being a place where we just did minutes and requested trustees and all these subsequent documents, and then signed them off by the client and added them to the package at the end of the year to so the world where we are now where's where we need to reflect on this beforehand, proactively go to clients and say, I think you need to commute your pension because you're going to have this problem coming up or you should be changing from a transition pension to an account-based pension. And as a result, we need to do these minutes and request the trustees now and I need to give you this statement of advice now and this financial uh, services guide now. And all these documentation bits of documents need to be done up front um, not just because, well, one, the main reason being because the law requires it, but the other part of it is we don't really have a choice. Uh, we're now moving into territory where if a client is asked a question by the regulator, they will give us away. If we, if they're asked, why did you partially commute this pension? The client will not have an answer to that question. They won't have a choice but to say, because my advisor told me to do it, because my accountant told me to do it, because they've got no idea what a, a commutation of a pension is. So it's, the world's changed and it's forcing us to get this information sorted out, uh, proactively proactively front rather than reactively a year and a half down the track. And, um, and it's, we really don't have a choice. We've got to, we've got to deal with it and embrace it and, And just change our processes to accept it otherwise uh, we're, we're just putting ourselves in trouble
1: welcome back the national tax and accountants association ntaa publishes a small brochure every month called the tax advisor's voice And in the December edition, NTAA issues this warning. Don't forget that advising a client to commute an existing pension is financial product advice. End of quote. So this is one warning and there are many more like that, not just by NTAA, but many others as well. But despite all this, despite all these reminders and warnings, my impression is that at the moment most accountants record commutations to comply with the transfer balance cap without a license, and that so far neither ASIC nor the ATO have raised this as an issue or have actually imposed fines or worse. But I might be wrong. In the next episode, episode 26, Ben Suwell of Suwell and Cattle in Sydney will talk about tax havens. Until then, thank you for listening. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.